What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Jungle Television. Jungle Television is creating gourmet art and streetwear, drawn and screen printed by hand here in Portland, Oregon. This dude, Alex, is making some of my favorite designs. His uh, clothing is heavy in my rotation. If you need jackets, shirts, prints, Jungle Television has got you covered. And uh, if you use the code DCP at checkout, you can get 20% off of your next Jungle Television order. So I'll put all those links in the episode notes so you can keep up with Jungle Television. And I appreciate Alex and his support for the podcast and for creating some of the dopest t-shirts in my closet. Let's start the episode. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels. Great way to help strangers find the podcast. And uh, you can also find the podcast on Spotify now. And you can give it a follow there if that's your preferred listening platform. And I've also been releasing monthly playlists since uh, December of last year. Uh, every first of the month on uh, Spotify as well. So there's a couple of those up there. And uh, a new one will be coming at you in just uh, a little over a week, February 1st. That's when the uh, the next playlist will come out. So the link will be in the episode notes for that as well. Um, please give those a follow and a like if you're digging them. Also check out that Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel. Bunch of in-studio performances, live show performances from a bunch of different artists. Uh, all kinds of different genres of music. Lots of local Portland, Oregon artists featured on the channel for those in-studio performances that we used to do over there at Mountain Air Studios when this thing began. It's crazy. Five years ago, we're creeping up on, I believe it was the end of January that uh, that first official episode came out from the studio and uh, stoked to still be doing the thing. It's crazy how it's changed and uh, hopefully I've gotten better at this thing over over the years as far as facilitating conversations and uh, can't say thank you enough to the people that have been listening to this thing for a long time and uh, if you're a new listener, I think you've uh, picked a great episode to tune into. Slow Corpse is on the show this week, episode 239. And uh, Slow Corpse is a uh, Portland area bass band. And uh, I've been wanting to have them 
on the show for a long time and we've been meaning to connect at different points over the last few years and it just hasn't happened for some reason or another and they've got a new record coming out this coming friday january 29th called bite your tongue it's their second release on tender loving empire which is a really cool local portland oregon record label and also a rad boutique store um several different locations in the portland area including the uh the pdx airport so if you're if you're ever cruising through there and you're not a portland local highly recommend you check out the tender loving empire store in there they feature a bunch of different vinyl and uh a lot of other cool stuff in in the store and shout out to my dude jed who's also a mutual friend of the slow corpse dudes and uh roommates with one of the guys and the reason that i knew about this band he put them on my radar several years back and i've been following what they've been doing ever since and definitely one of my favorite artists out of this area fables their their previous release to bite your tongue was heavy in my rotation and um still play a lot of those jams regularly now so um stoked for this this new record to to come out like i said january 29th just a week away add those to your libraries your spotify your your itunes and whatnot and uh it'll be available on vinyl fables is also out on vinyl so check those out you can find it on the the tender loving empire website i'm sure or if you're in the Portland area, just go by one of those stores. I'll put the links for Tender Loving Empire in the in the episode notes as well as uh, the Slow Corpse Instagram handle and website and whatnot so you can uh, keep up. But this was just a fun one. These dudes are goofy as fuck and we had a good time doing the Zoom hang. And uh, these things can be tricky, I'll tell you, audio-wise. Just especially when we're dealing with more than one person on the other end. But uh, we had such a good fucking time recording this thing. So I hope that uh, I hope that this reflects that because it is strange times out there. And uh, it was nice to just have a goofy one and uh, get to know Brenton and Mitchell a bit. Shout out to their manager, Kyle, who helped put this thing together. And um, they talk about the importance of of his role in the band as well during the conversation. But let's get into it. Let's do the let's do the thing. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. I cannot stress the importance of that enough in in growing this thing as well as uh, throwing those follows and likes on the the YouTube channels and subscribing there and hitting the follow button and like button on Spotify. All that stuff really helps. And do it for the band too. Those numbers are are big deals. Add them to your playlist. Slow Corpse is on my, uh, my January playlist. My Spotify January playlist. Wasted is featured on there and we'll play that track later in the episode as well So check that out check out these guys YouTube channel They've got a bunch of different videos up there for a lot of the songs off this new record And they're always just putting new stuff out. So keep up with it and let's get into this thing We got episode 239 
coming at you. Slow Corpse is on the podcast. And we're going to kick it off with a track off their new record, Bite Your Tongue. This one's called Every Little Thing. Let's do the damn thing. be the first episode where i make you say like nonsense like hey this is slow corpse and you're listening to dan cable presents podcast oh it's my god dude in. please let me have like <laughs> three more beers and then i'll be like hey well, guys <laughs> yeah it was. this is a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm stoked to finally have you guys on you guys have been on my my radar for a while since the early days of starting this podcast and uh but stoked that we're doing it now on the verge of you know this record coming out and uh i probably got turned on to your band like four or five years ago um wow, that's like when we started I, I, yeah i mean although i've i've never met either of you in person i don't think um i think we have maybe a lot of mutual friends or mutual acquaintances and one of those people is jed 
And that's that's Brenton's roommate. He <laughs> sent me your music. Yeah, he sent me your music a long time ago when when I had Astro Tan on the podcast. He's like, "Oh, you guys got to check. You got to check out Slow Corpse." So I'm familiar with you know the shit back to hounds. Wow, wow. that's yeah, that's like our first stuff we released. Ancient times relics. Yeah, yeah, that's and really I cool. saw you. I saw you guys play a house show at Jed's or I don't know somebody's house. Oh there. Yeah. I think it was Jed's house. Yeah, that basement um, gig. Would when Jared Meese played. What did he call that place? The Bing like Bong? Casa, or? Bing, yep, Bing Bong. Casa Bing Bong? Casa Bing Bong. Oh, I yeah. miss those shows, man. That, that's, oh, my those God. Those were good times. That, that was our first, that was like our first tour we've ever, mm-hmm. we ever did, I'm pretty sure. And we ended up back in Portland. It was like our last show was in Portland. I'm pretty oh, sure. I remember that show. It was, yeah, it was like right after uh, Tree Fort that year. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first time I got to see you guys live. The only other time I've seen you play, um, saw you guys at Holocene. And that might have been the Fables. Was that the Fables record release? I think so. Show? Or maybe it was right around there? Yeah, I mean, possibly. We've done a a couple, a few shows there. So it may have been that. We're not the most reliable uh, source. Or uh, anything <laughs> slow corpse. Well, like, that could have happened. Oh, happened. I don't remember. All right. Yep. <laughs> so take me back and just talk to me about how how this thing started, how the two of you guys met, because I know you're the well, you Brenton know, the mainstays he, of the band and whatnot. Brenton needed uh, bail. He he was <laughs> he was doing this whole Craigslist thing trying to find bail. <laughs> so I ended up getting in this whole scheme. And uh once that was over though, he's like, I'm playing music and I was like, I do too. No <laughs> how do we how do we start? I don't even know. Oh uh, oh no, it's a funny story. Besides the bail, um no, so Mitchell played in his own band. You know, I went to, I moved to Ashland for college. Mitchell grew up in college. Uh, Mitchell was playing you mean in um, Ashland? for a band. You said I grew up in college. Yeah, you just said Mitchell grew up in college, which is like maybe true too. Maybe Mitchell yeah. did. I've been partying Mitchell, since Mitchell I was probably a child. did some growing up in college. <laughs> I said some things. You said some things. Let's just move past okay, it. Fine. All right. So Mitchell, you, um, you grew up in Ashland. I grew up in Ashland. Yeah. <laughs> Brenton, where did you where did you move to where did you move to Ashland from? Um, I'm from Seattle originally. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mitch was playing music. I was playing music. We um, just by chance there, you know, there's a small dedicated music community there. So we had played some shows together and ended up. I think like Mitchell came back and jammed at my house one day randomly. Yeah. We spoke like my. Like, a handful of splits. <laughs> my friend moved into his house and he was like, come check out my new place. And Breton like slowly walks by his door. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. We used to play music. We, we played shows together. And then like from there on, I think we, yeah, we jammed in your garage, came up with a couple things. And we're like, shit, we should re- probably record this stuff and maybe be yeah, a band. Love at first sight. Yeah. I fell in love. Fell in love, man, and never looked back. And we have been mutually emotionally manipulative since day one. <laughs> um, we're codependent. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, I can't and, live without this. We've guy. ruined each other's lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true. It's perfect. Um, no, but I re- I'll never forget sitting down in the garage playing with uh, Mitchell for the first time. Laying down, it was the first thing we ever wrote was a vision. Um, so that that song holds a holds a special place in my heart. And I remember uh, my finger was bleeding. Right, like we sit down. This is a funny story. We're sitting down making this music. I look oh, at my dude, fretboard. It's covered. You in know blood. why your finger was yeah. bleeding? Do you remember why? Oh, yeah. Cause you fucking yeah, let me tell him. <laughs> you literally <laughs> cut your finger open with like a can of beans, like you like a yep. jagged can of beans, and right, it was a so, deep cut. Well, <laughs> it was so gross. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I was hungry and I needed to eat. I was making my beans, but I didn't have a can opener, so I tried opening a can of beans with a knife, with a steak knife. Oh yeah, classic. And I cut. I cut it deep. I cut. It was a botched job. So I'll never forget sitting down writing music with my buddy for the first time, and I'm bleeding now. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking bled for guitar. it, dude. I, yeah, I still have that scar. That's the only... I got a big old bean scar. Yeah, it had nothing to do with playing the music. You literally cut your finger open with a can of beans, though. Well, that's a metaphor. And then, yeah, Mitchell saw this, and he was just like, well, you're my dude. You're my yeah. like, whoa, you're, <laughs> fucking, you're bleeding everywhere, I, dude. You, we should get I, you a Band-Aid. <laughs> no, yeah, Mitchell was like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that happens. You want some beans? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so it was supernatural. Absolute, like, uh, you know, uh, random. Random. But um, you guys just, like, hit it the fuck off, like, right away. Yep. Yeah. Like, literally still today, it's like, you want to come over and be sad together <laughs> and make yeah, music? Yeah. <laughs> and we come, up with out, some, we come up with a song, yeah. We just grovel. Him and I just grovel in a ditch. Um, <laughs> like a couple waterless flounders. <laughs> Prior to meeting each other and starting to play music together, were, were both of you making music pretty intently up until that point starting in high school yeah i i mean i definitely was Brenton, i mean yeah you, you seem like you've been playing forever why am i answering for you i was Go ahead. no sure but it was like it was hey man you want to jam let's let's learn a let's learn a fucking zeppelin song man um you know so it was like i had played shows um but it was like purely for fun and then like once i got together with mitchell it was like oh we can produce shit that like people might want to buy yeah, and like um, so in that, high school, I was in a band called, uh, like, the, they were called the Seons? The Apple Jacks. The Apple Jacks or something like that. Apple Ciders or <laughs> something was it? like the that. Apple... But the, the singer of the band was pretty serious about, like, recording and practicing. And so I kind of, like, got thrown into, like, the whole, oh, you take this seriously if you want to make it, um, like, in high school. And so that kind of, like, kind of gave me some ideas of how to just like throw together a band i guess but yeah brent you were in this band called father doug though that was like pretty good I and mean, you guys would get shows and stuff. <laughs> that's that's very generous of you Dude, generous. i liked I that know. band i was like these yeah, guys because I, I, I was the band i was in was like they're all like good kids and I was like the one that like wanted to go and party and stuff and then i would see like this older band like that would like actually go and have fun and i was like all right these guys are cool like back in high school (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like the kid. I, I, my band comparison to your band, it's like we were we were the ones that hung out like waiting for you to get out of class, being like, "Hey man, I want to come fucking smoke some weed." Yeah, like, this kid's yeah. Sick. and all my and all my bandmates, all my bandmates yeah. were like, "Stay away!" And I was like, yeah. "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out." Absolute failure of a human, just that needs to fucking pass my failure on to the younger kids. Do you feel like uh, that even informs the dynamic today? Like you guys kind of balance each other out in some ways because of like those those experiences. I mean, I get kind of like I'm definitely the the more timid one in, in this uh, relationship. Right, Brent, Mitchell's yeah. the pretty boy. <laughs> Friends, the bad the bad boy. boy. The group. But just as far as even like getting shit done, like within the the group. Oh, huh. I never even because like, yeah, Brendan, you're kind of talking about like you just kind of had this like I played music to have a good time. It's like what we did in high school, and like Mitchell, you have this experience where it was like at to some degree like this rigid experience of like not you know it doesn't sound like it was like insane, but like you were trying to like do the thing and like. You know, have these dedicated days to practice. I I feel like roles have switched, like, because I know that I can produce music, right? But I suck at, like, the social media stuff and, like, but Brenton and I are, like, opposite of that. Like, he's good at the social media stuff, but doesn't produce, you know, you're not not the one that's producing the music. So it's, like, we definitely can balance each other out super well with that and yeah we're definitely a good team because of that so dan you know that's a fair assumption you made absolutely if you're trying to connect the dots but it's almost like it's the opposite of what you would think um, based on our backgrounds yeah like i definitely you know got the music beaten into me but when it comes to like promoting my music (laughs) like no i I suck at that stuff Yeah, so. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, like, how you have to, like, it's really helpful if there's someone involved in your project that is willing to do that end, because it's definitely part of it now. Like, the social media is, like, a key component of starting anything creative at this point to make it sustainable, and it's, like, there are so many people that have great stuff and don't know how to promote it and maybe don't have someone else to to do that for them i'm a sell, i'm a sellout by nature <laughs> yeah. as, as a as a human i'm just kind of like people describe me as just a sellout it's kind of the first thing you would say about me dude i'm ready to i'm ready to make jingles for mcdonald's whenever you are Brandon. we that's what we're vying for so these are our two dreams we want to make a, a hook for um the big mac bundle <laughs> we would love to write that hook um, and then eventually the long, the, like the end game is VH1 behind the music. Like we don't want awards. We don't want Grammys. We don't want any, we want to go straight to behind the music. Yo, really? Like if you don't have a behind the music, like you God, ain't shit. You like who the fuck yeah. are you? If you don't have one though, God, yeah, you ever remember those like behind the music on like a uh, warrant or All day, a rat? Dude. Can I tell you a wild story about the oh, band yeah. warrants? Oh, okay. Because we have a huge uh, inside running joke about Warren, but yes, I'm excited to hear this. Okay, so my my pops worked for uh, Alpine Car Stereos through the the early '90s, and um, his his boss, his son was in Warrant. 
so i would like as a very young kid you know between the ages of like five and ten i would we would get the warrant cds like in advance and then that motherfucker would just like be at the company picnics (laughs) it was just like very Uh, very bizarre shit original are you talking telling me original lineup warrant talking original lineup in the heyday oh my of warrant that's amazing That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wild shit. Uncle Tom's <laughs> cabin, man. Uncle Tom's cabin. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, deep. Yeah. This guy's talking about deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. They should have been. Uncle if Tom's I'm li- cabin. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If I'm lying, Jesus. I'm dying. I, I'm eating hey. cherry pie contests. Yo, it's all about the other record, though. Like, where the down boys go. Okay, see, you lost us. See? Yeah. You gotta we, go deeper. We, you gotta uh, go we, fucking deeper. Because that's the one, yeah, that's the one with, like, heaven on it. <laughs> you, lost, you lost us, Dan. We, yeah, you, we, you we, might we be don't know their music. Look, we know the behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> we know the behind the music. Uh, but for, yeah, yeah the, the behind the music shit. Amazing. I would sit there and watch Amazing, that all day. Man. I cannot wait to just what I love is like the montage of the just the bands on top of the world. It's thirty seconds of them surrounded by women and money. And then it cuts to them present day just bloated. Just, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Back on a recliner, like uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. So um <laughs> you guys familiar with, with Song Exploder? Yeah, no. Yeah, I like that podcast. Okay. All right. Well, come it, on, Brian, get in, up on in your short, podcast. In short, it started as a podcast where they would have an artist on and they would break down one specific song and show like the, all the production on it and like the layers until like you get the complete song and whatnot. Good podcast. Oh, cool. Great podcast. Yeah. They have like all genres of music on it. Really dope. And then they just recently made it a, a Netflix series where oh, they're wow. doing the same thing, which is cool. But Vice, like, started doing a version of their own. <laughs> and, like, the bands they have on theirs, like, ridiculous. I had to watch the other day when I saw that they did Papa Roach's Last Resort. Oh, cool. And they make this, like, the like they dramatize the fuck out of it. Where it's, like, very behind the music. Like, oh, man. <laughs> so, highly suggest just, like, yeah, it's on that's- YouTube. The fucking I haven't seen any of the other Vice ones, uh, but I'm very curious now. But the, I like saw that I saw that that video tag, and there was just no way that I I could oh. not pass this opportunity up to find out the story of how oh. Last Resort was made, dude. Oh, because we all we all want to know. <laughs> exactly. We we go to bed thinking about this <laughs> periodically, and you know that song. That song is so good, like. It transcends irony. Like you're not pretend. You're, we're not pretending we like that song. <laughs> we're not pretending we like that song. <laughs> no. No. Oh my god. I don't know. Man. I'll it's never forget that song. video where it has the kid just stone faced, like depressed thirteen year old in their uh, bedroom, and then they're at the Papa Roach concert, still depressed. Yeah. Pretty pretty dark story when they break it down on the on the episode. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Oh, oof. it's not a feel good one. Nah, I would, wouldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, were you guys like writing tunes of your own before you started jamming with each other? Were you both sort of in that role of of things? I I I was writing stuff. Brenton, were you? I don't really I don't really know. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. 
I, I definitely, yeah, like, <laughs> I, it's fine. Like what? No, like I, so? Like what's like the instrumentation? I guess when you guys start jamming together. Sure. Um, Go ahead, Brenton. Oh, we could both answer at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, and then you we, you figure it out. <laughs> um, uh, no, it, it goes back and forth, right? Like Mitchell might come over to my house with like um, some really solid ideas. It's just like building a Lego ship, right? Like, okay, I built the ship. Now let's add the mast and the people. Okay. Um, or re- reverse, I'll come to Mitchell with like, hey, here's a drum groove and a riff. Um, let's try to do something with this. And it's yeah, it's never lyrics first, cuff. ever. Yeah, it's always lyrics like last because we have nothing to write to until there's a song, you know. So and like we come up with the lyrics a lot together too. Like we'll sit there, and like some of them are, I guess, meaningful to ourselves and in, in that you know whatever was happening that week <laughs> that was sad or whatever, and. uh or it's like literally like we need something that rhymes with ring and it's got to be like <laughs> five syllables. So we got to figure that one out. <laughs> so we'll just sit there and like, right. and it, right. you know, so, so it's I a very it's a shared way of writing music for sure. Yeah. And was, and, was singing something both of you were comfortable with coming into the project? Oh no, Brent's you're not, face. I'm not singing. <laughs> Dude, Brett, but Hey, if you got if you got time later on tonight, you got to go check out Dollface. Okay, no, that's <laughs> that's our other project. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of Dollface. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to talk about. We've, that. We we switch roles. We switch yeah. roles. <laughs> I I do I do all the music production and Breton sings. Sings. That's a disaster. <laughs> Is it that's sings? A disaster. No. <laughs> go mm-hmm. you should check it out. But yeah, no, like I, I'm the singer of Slow Corpse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mitchell's singing. Mitchell has, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a moment to actually gas Mitchell up. I've said this a few times, and I, I love talking to people about this aspect of Slow Corpse, where Mitchell, it's such, it's so rare to find, to collaborate with an artist whose voice you fucking love. Um, and Thanks, see dude. And see other people enjoy this singing voice. Mitchell is like, you're going to make fucking, me cry. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm taking one moment to be sincere. Um, Can we just open up some space for Mitchell, please? I know. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm just saying people, anytime, it's cool to show someone some shit and be proud of it. And a lot of that has to do with Mitchell's singing voice. It's fucking gorgeous. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't, I don't do compliments well. I'm like, I don't ever know what the hell to say. I think that's, uh. Like, yeah, one of the, you know, big, big pieces of the band is like even from the beginning of like the Hound stuff where maybe it leans more in the like the indie rock vibes. It seems like some of the some of the R&B kind of like drum grooves and shit have always been there from the the beginning to some degree. But obviously, you guys have gone way deeper on it the last couple records and with this most recent record for sure. But um I don't know a lot of that the indie music that maybe I would even associate with your band back in like Hounds like maybe a Modest Mouse or something you know those bands were never known for maybe having vocalists that were like great singers it was all feel where where with like your music you get like the indie vibes but then you also get like a singer with 
feel and somebody that's like a really great singer, I think. I completely agree. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like the music is still kind of garage bandy, you know, a little indie lo-fi. Um, but Mitchell can't help but to be a fucking angel on the mic. So um, we're getting R&B pop uh, regardless, you know. For sure. Yeah, it's cool to it's cool to have like that material too to kind of reference to see how the band has grown and shifted. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I still I still hold those older records near and dear, but um, yeah, we're definitely taking some risky routes with this new record. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't even know if people are gonna like it. <laughs> we'll see. No, yeah, I mean they shouldn't. <laughs> they should, see, that shit shouldn't work the way we recorded you know, it, but um, we'll see. I, I think I think this uh, this record is a perfect example of you know when you find a band and you get really into one song and you're like, oh, I love this song, but I listen to their other stuff and it all sucks. What's up with that? That's this record. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's yeah. Everyone's gonna. It's gonna be so many different genres of music and people yeah. are gonna like different stuff on it i think yeah i mean you you guys definitely hit a lot of different feels but i don't think it doesn't all feel like the same record it doesn't oh, feel that's cool. like oh thanks shitty Dan. in that way i don't know with the three singles that exist right now i think it was cool because you can't really ever get like a gauge on like where it's going next i guess the way you guys set it up in some ways like in a good way you know like like those three songs, those three songs are not like representative of what the record sounds like. It's not like, oh, this is the vibe. So you're 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 Play telling me that uh, that our dubstep salsa song is going to be successful? <laughs> uh, dude, you're not <laughs> supposed <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> uh, hey, Dan, that's all I've ever wanted to hear. Thank you. Yeah, man, that's that's I'm, pretty cool. I'm retiring. What? Dude, we got <laughs> <laughs> We have so much more we got to do. <laughs> man, I think it's cool, man. Like, it's, uh, <clears throat> I think even like Fables was definitely seemed to be this big step in like what you guys were doing. Just seems like that's, that's kind of like where, like with that record and this one, it seems like this is where you start kind of carving out your, your own sound at this point, you know, where it's like, Oh, this is a slow corpse song for sure. Like when you hear it, I think you can oh, identify thank you, it that thank way. You. Um, and, and you know, it doesn't, it's not deep at all. Like the, I, the ideas were as basic as like, I wonder if we like took Isaac Brock and combined it with Drake. Yeah. What literally. Like? What if we took weird guitar with 808s and I sang over it? Like that's how we, yeah, that's like how we put together our songs. doesn't work usually it's like god damn it that was a waste of five hours <laughs> yeah, was, we have we have this hilarious habit of like 
you know, we'll, we'll throw spaghetti at the wall, so we'll have, like, 40 demos, and, like, they won't be named properly. Yeah, so they'll be like, like, what was that? Untitled uh, 2, and then a date, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why? I have no idea well, what this is. We open it up, and we're like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we'll be searching for that one song, and, like open up like 10 just junk songs searching for the one song that we thought was all right we're very unorganized when it comes to recording so lots of time spent in that in that area oh, <laughs> oh yeah lots of yeah. time spent uh, uh uh rejecting ourselves <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of one of those things where you guys are always just kind of creating when you're around each other yeah, I mean, our our hangout sessions have turned into just recording sessions. Usually, when we when we're hanging out, it's very business now. Yeah, re- I don't even like him. It's, he's, he's <laughs> I don't so- even know who you are anymore, man. <laughs> the, po- the podcast fame from Dan Cable has changed you. And but you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm not comfortable anymore. <laughs> I don't trust face. you. You're a suit. No. Um, <laughs> no. Please trust me. Just five, five more dollars. Um, no, though. So the record is absolute lightning in a bottle from just tons of fucking failed sessions, right? Um, it'd be lightning in a bottle. You know, we would go some. You know, a couple of these cuts are from over, well over a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, like every little thing. I don't know if you've heard that one. You you got yeah. the songs correct. Yeah. I'm familiar with the the whole record. I listened to it a couple times today before we did this too. So Yeah, every yeah. little thing was like a first idea from like a year and a half ago. It was just like I remember we got together, came up with some of the instrumentation and then I didn't look at it for like months and then at my place opened it up and recorded some lyrics to it showed it to brenton it was like oh wait this is sick he's like wait this is that one song and so (laughs) we're like all right i guess this is going on the new record so it was like that was like the first song that we made for the record and i love that song like i still really like that song um and it just stood the test of time like we had no and we didn't even have and i don't think we had any intent on making an album when we were writing that song no we were like we just got together a few times and we're like let's just work on music i guess and i remember when mitchell brought it to me with vocals um having completely forgot about the song had no idea what it sounded like and he played it for me with some vocals and i was just elated i was so excited and that was the spark that um is a song right um and that kind of sparked the uh the motion to get this album done i think this is really cool yeah i've got i've gotten to listen to the record a lot <clears throat> and uh it's rad thank you i yeah, dig it stoked. yeah we're a little desensitized like you know covid it's been a long time coming this album wrapped at the beginning of last year um so i'm sick of no the songs idea. i don't yeah, even I like no the songs <laughs> no nah, has this whole year just been kind of like pushing it back, pushing it back and in hoping that this thing was going to be over in a few months and not in a year? Yeah, like at first, when were we going to release the album at first? I feel like it was way sooner than this, but then we tried to push it back 
and we realize that this thing isn't going to end anytime soon. So we're just releasing it in the middle of the pandemic. So yeah. But I, I don't even, I don't even remember the original release date. It it definitely got so pushed back. Yeah. And I think at this point it, we're just put we're just putting it out for our own sanity, um, while we still have any remnants of emotional investment. <laughs> for real though right yeah like to yeah. some degree like that must be hard to like when these are songs that are year and year and a half in the making or do no. some of them go deeper than that or I, mean, I think that's the oldest yeah probably year and a half is the oldest that's about the timeline though for like the making of this this bite your tongue record is a year and a half back yeah the new song on the record is probably like well over half a year old at this point so that excitement about the tunes then is uh is falling away then a bit uh, yeah i'm it's... still excited man well of, of course I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited like literally i don't know like 30 minutes ago maybe an hour ago we found out a big tiktoker because tiktok's a thing now just uh kind of made a video with our sound uh one of our new singles and like a bunch of people have already duetted it and it was like not even an hour ago that he posted the thing. So that might be a big boost. So for, we're in. So yeah, like we're still like, yeah, oh, we're, we're stoked for it. It's just they're old songs to us almost like just Brent. We're, we are on your children's Walkman. Um, so best you believe that we're in, influencing the youth. Trying to. Yeah. Yeah, and like, obviously, I don't know, this uh, this record, uh, you know, seems to lean into the pop vibes heavier than ever before, but also seems to be like the most experimental record that you've made in some ways, too. Is that a fair thing to say? Oh, yeah. We, oh, that's I, more than fair. Yeah, I definitely wanted more of that hip-hop pop vibe, hip-hop pop 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 vibe. <laughs> Um, because that's just what's popular right now. I like the music that's like on the radio right now, surprisingly, when I never have before. So it's, it's cool to like try to make music that's like that, but that's still us, I guess. And I'm going to go ahead and make like a huge blanket statement assumption that sounds confident, but I just made it up now. Um, the fact that like anyone can make really well produced music or you know the the avenue is really widened for anyone with the talent to put themselves out there we're starting to see a lot more uh sincere decision making from the consumer um as opposed to like you know records getting pushed on to us and being you know bombarded with trash yeah we now we now have a little more buying power in terms of taste making um, so I, I really <clears throat> like the pop music that we're hearing. Yep. Agreed. I think that's also like, yeah, I think you're, you're super right. Cause now you have people like yourselves who are like making pop music for the sake of making it also, because you, you like making it and you're, you know, maybe you also hear something that, you know, that maybe you can bring in some dollars as well with what you're doing, but it's not like you're not making music just to like make a huge hit necessarily. You know, it's not like some money machine behind it. 
And you're just like, oh, this is just like cool fucking music when you do it the right way. Absolutely. I hope that translates because this stuff that some of this stuff I think is um, at, like really catchy. Uh, some of Mitchell's hooks are super catchy. Yeah, I'm but, super um, stoked on this album. Yeah, just because they're a year old in my mind doesn't mean I'm not stoked on them. I'm just oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're backpedaling. <laughs> um, no, but I also agree with you. Like, it's it's total ebbs and flows. We got totally beat ourselves into the ground during the production and mixing process. We had to listen to this record fifty plus times over and over again, making our um, adjustments. So it's like, God, you know, no one wants to listen to anything that much. Um, but now we're at this cool place where it's been so long that it's like hearing the album for the first time. It's like, oh, wow, this, yeah, this is actually a really good album. Yeah. I assume there was, there's a lot of dedication to the production part of this and the mixing and, you know, getting everything where it needs to be dialed in mix wise to, to, you know, to really hit, um, is that is it hard for you guys to know when the song is done like when it's and and walk away from it oh yeah like i think i was because i do all the like i guess production for the music like i record everything and i think all the way up until the maybe the day before we left to go meet up with our the guy that mixes everything i was still working on stuff like tweaking stuff because it's it, yeah like it's never done and still listening to some of the songs i'm like oh shit i should have done this or like oh i should have fucking took took that out and added this and so mm. it's it's like never done in my mind but yeah that's a testament to how we write though you know like if we're just constantly building pieces taking away pieces and yeah we don't we don't goal, go to like, a studio I, with a full song it's like sometimes we walk away with just the drums done that day and then, like, maybe the next day we'll come up with a guitar piece. And, like, the next day we realize we don't even fucking like that song. <laughs> yep. So. Um, I think it's a testament to our attention spans. I think we get, it's so fun working on a new song. So I think we just, we're like, oh, this is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We it's like good it. Good enough for now. <laughs> yeah. And Mitchell, to, like, speak to a song never being done. I think the cool thing about like the genre areas of music that you guys kind of hit upon in this point is now you have all these people that are making like remix records off of like one song where we're hearing, you know, like a bunch of different artists do them, or maybe it was just them doing five more different mixes that are like completely different arrangements and shit. So yeah. Like the first time I remember realizing that was a thing was like Sufjan Stevens had this one song i'm like forgetting the song name but on several different records he had this song pop up again and it was like the alternative version like or like the i don't know the orchestra version like i i that's not what they were actually called but he had this one version of a song i think it was maybe the song was called jacksonville he like released it like six times in different versions because he just was never done with the thing i guess and it's it's like oh yeah you can do that yeah i guess you can do that i like the the idea of like not being afraid to do that either of like the pushback there's like hey man you put this on six records now or like there's six singles of this same fucking song now (laughs) i'll do it if i want (laughs) as far as the production and like building songs the way that you guys are at this point 
Um, is there, is there ever thoughts like while making the song, how it's going to be performed live? Or is it always, let's just make this fucking song go deep as deep as needed to be to serve the song and then figure out how to like pull it off live later. It's definitely the second thing you said. We definitely go hard in on the recording process to make a cool song. And then later on, we're like, fuck, what were those chords? Do you remember? <laughs> like, how do we even play this song? And we have to figure it out, a live version. I'd say our live stuff is so, it's the same song, but it's such a different feel. Because I don't, we, you know, right now there's only the two of us. And there used to be, used to be a five-person band like the live band used to be five people and with even that we couldn't get every single sound that's on the record into there it always ended up being kind of like a hard rock version of the song which people loved it like got people going and we could always make a version of our song like definitely live but it never quite sounded like the recorded version it was always a lot harder and a lot more energetic live but uh and kind of just like a rock band feel, like guitar, drums, keyboard, bass, rather than like the crazy production that I try to put into the recording, you know. So it's definitely different. Yeah. Live, yeah. Have you guys even had the opportunity to play any of this music that's gonna that's going to be on by your tongue live? No, it sucks because we've not had. Yeah, like we've there's been nothing to really play live i did like a little solo thing for benefit show because down in the valley like um a town called phoenix and a town called talent pretty much burnt down this summer Mm -hmm. um and so we did like a benefit show and so i presented a few of the new songs by myself because brenton and i live in different cities right now and so that was like the only time i was able to present like I think three songs off this new record, but that's like the only opportunity I've gotten to do a show this entire like year almost. But yeah, yeah, COVID's made it tough, you know. If, if we're lucky, maybe we'll playing we'll be playing uh, Fortnite concerts or something. <laughs> turn the fuck up, Denny's. <laughs> let's uh let's turn the fuck up and and play one of the heaviest tracks on the record then right now and uh, play Wasted.
much fun did you guys have making the the video for the, for that song? <laughs> I feel taken advantage of. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anytime. Okay, so Kyle, Kyle puts a camera in his hand and he's just like, "All right, monkeys, you ready to yeah. dance?" And we're like, "No." Yeah, we're yeah. Put on this funny hat and make it make it sexy. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Oh, I need more Kyle. wine. Um, <laughs> No, I love making videos with uh, Mitchell and Kyle. It, it it brings me back to like, you know, playing around with your parents' video camera in like fifth grade and making like sketches and stupid little videos. I remember loving that kind of stuff. So that's what it feels like when I make videos with my buddies. We're just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There, you know, there's no concept. It's just borderline trash. We're literally <laughs> like, let's, let's order I, I stuff it. off of Amazon. Let's order like a ghillie yeah. suit off of Amazon. Yeah, that's how our videos start. Like, look, check out this ghillie suit. It's 30 bucks. Let's make a video. <laughs> All right, that's a music video idea. That's yeah. a music video right there. That's another one down. Hell yeah. You know, Just buying a bunch uh, of bullshit on Amazon that you can write off. Exactly. And I'm going to bring it back to being taken advantage of because I always find myself waking up the next morning seeing footage I don't remember. <laughs> and, um, that Brian, we get you well wine drunk. Or my lawyer. <laughs> we we make you drink a lot of wine, and then you don't really remember. Yeah. I bet you guys got some good looks while you were making the Wasted video as you were, like, driving through town. And, oh, it's hilarious, I man. we, like, went to Burger yeah, King, the drive-thru, because we, like, we were hungry. And so we were just, like, in our, our what is that kind of makeup called? It's, like, corpse. Oh, uh, corpse paint. Corpse paint, yeah. We were like at Burger King in our corpse paint because we were hungry. It's definitely. Yeah, people they were, were like, not what happy. Are you They're like, doing? Mommy, why do they look like that? Don't look at them. Don't look at them. <laughs> I like the videos because they're fucking, they're just usually weird. Yeah. And uh, well, it just seems like both of you lean into like the performance aspect of it. And that's like why they're, that's why they're fun. Yeah, yeah. We definitely. I mean, Kyle is definitely like, okay, I got this idea. And we're like, all right, well, we got this. We can do this. So Kyle's definitely the very artsy one when it comes to the videos, I would say. At least the ones that he films. You know what I mean? Like, we have, like, our latest video was uh, from Surreal Entertainment, the In My Head video. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to speak on that. Yeah. The last video we released, it's um, an animated video. Yeah. It's um, wild. Um, and that, it's wild. The person who made that video, he goes by Surreal Entertainment. And he's this was really cool for me because I've been watching his videos for years. Um, he makes really cool stuff on YouTube. Um, he has YouTube, Twitter and Instagram. What have you go look at Surreal Entertainment. I just hit him up on a whim. I was like, hey, man, here's a record. Like, would you be interested in doing a music video? And after some back and forth, you know, he was a really, really cool person. And it just worked out. And he made this video for us. And to, like, have someone who you had previously looked up to and enjoy so much make something for you is like, wow, this shit's possible. Yeah, um, it, like, definitely makes you feel like we're on the right path. Like, oh, hey, people that we look up to are willing to work with us. We might be doing this right.
Yeah, you inspired some art out of them, which is dope. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get some like interpretation of your interpretation of your your song like through that lens instead of doing it the way you guys kind of fucking just do it yourselves absolutely all we needed to do i was like hey man make whatever you want he was like hey can you send me like a few profile shots of your guys's face like i just need some pictures of your the two of you's faces <laughs> i'm like all right man uh you're like hey mitchell i gotta are. take a just, photo of your head <laughs> I know. So we send him just these profile, these selfie shots, um, and that's what turned into those insane-looking characters that he developed. So that's why they like it's uncanny valley territory. It like looks like us, but does not look like us. Um, love it. That's exactly what we wanted. That's that's his that's his shtick. He's he's a killer. You feel like being involved in you know all the aesthetic stuff and kind of the creative design stuff as well as the music it like makes you more attached to the whole thing and makes you kind of more all in on it um I, like personally i also struggle with some of that stuff but i'm like super i'm always super willing to put on the funny hat like how brenton said like, like kyle throws at us and so like i don't even know what the aesthetic is like i just i definitely focus on the music for sure you know yeah um, like what is our aesthetic? Is it like dark? Like I, I have no fucking idea. No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's anti-aesthetic. It's, yeah, it's for real. Absolute. Yeah. It's absolute <clears throat> nonsense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So it, it plays yeah. out like a couple ki- <laughs> a couple kids who had too much candy. Um, I th- and yeah, I think that's. Uh, it kind of reflects the record in some ways, but it's still like I said, all makes sense too. You know, like it goes back to those things of like. It never lets you get comfortable in one vibe or space. It moves around a lot. I appreciate that. I appreciate making our moronic nonsense sound like something <laughs> substantial, which is very sweet. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you guys have uh, a lot of shared interest as far as music? What else? I don't know. What do we? What else? <laughs> Shit. Like, is that something you guys vibe on? Like, is it common it's, that you both like be listening to the same record separately? I we, or I think we both res- like. It's funny. Uh, our like the Venn diagram of our music taste, like the stuff that does match up, is like very odd. Like very niche, weird things. Yeah, like um, we definitely both have a love for like Modest Mouse, right? But then Breton's all about like Little Wayne, and I have no interest in Little Wayne, right? <laughs> so like, or like, so there's definitely we definitely have different music tastes for sure. But then Breton would be like, "You definitely got me onto Death Grips, right? Like something I'd never really listened right. to before." But now I'm like that, and you got me into uh, James Blake. I never yeah. listened so to like, James Blake before. We definitely listen to the same music, but we'll also be like, "What the fuck is this, Brenton?" Or <laughs> like, you know, you're like, "It's good," and, I, and I'm doing yeah. the same thing with other yeah. music. Yeah. You know, there is a mutual interest, but there's like mutual respect. I w- I would say our humor is pretty like we'll like go on these crazy fake 
rant stories that never happened, <laughs> uh, but we're we just so making obnoxious. them. It's it's kind of obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, like we we like make each other to laugh so much, and uh, uh, God bless the patience of anyone who hangs out with us. Oh yeah, because people are like, "What the fuck are they talking what? about?" And we're yeah, literally just what is making this something bit? up. Yeah, just a bit. You guys just spend too much fucking time together, and you've yeah. developed your own language. Exactly. It's like we'll do these twenty-minute bits, like surrealist. Yeah, Fuck and then nonsense. I'll be like, "We should make a TV show, man!" And right, <laughs> let's start a podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that that's got to like help spark some creativity in some way, though. That that there isn't a lot of overlap in what you guys listen to, since you're turning each other on to different things and. Especially when something hits for the other one. It's just like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know you could make music that sounds like this. Like, And, yeah, it's hard to – it's just hard to define across the board, it feels like, um, like what the genre of Slow Corpse is in, in a good way. Like, I think that Wasted song could lean as far as, like, Nine Inch Nails vibes. That's awesome. Which I think is dope. I I think Nine Inch Nails yeah. is fucking Trent Reznor is incredible, but oh yeah, it also like maintains some of those like pop and hip hop elements that that fall and into that, place too. That's what's so fun, like with Wasted, like in terms of you know either drums or bass or what have you or eight oh eight. Like from my end, um, you know, I was thinking like I want to make a song that's like kind of like the Hives, little bit of Blood Brothers. You know, that was my intent. And then when Mitchell gets his hands onto the goo, um, it just ends up being something completely different, which I love. You know, I came with it. Oh, I came with it uh, with completely different intentions than what we ended up with. And that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that like happens every time I sit down for any goddamn song. I'll have an idea. I'm like, oh, I want a song that sounds like this. And then halfway through the recording, it's com- something completely different, but... It's something I still like. I'm still, you know, going with it and stuff. But yeah. Confused is a track that stands out to me on the record. There's uh there definitely seems to be a vulnerability to that one that uh that seems to to hit deep and then I just kinda like dig the flip that happens at the end of it. like one of my favorite songs uh on the record for sure it was fun writing it and like yeah i was definitely going through some stupid stuff when i was writing that one (laughs) (laughs) relationships and stuff but uh so it's definitely an emotional song for sure and uh but yeah like i that's like definitely my favorite song on that on the record for sure it's uh something about the like the way the drums are with like just like 
kind of a crappy piano behind the whole thing. And like then the 808s come out. Yeah, it's just it's a cool oh, song. Am I and am I wrong? I don't think we've really talked about it much, but I've it was out during your Blood Orange kick. Did that kick off? Oh yeah. yeah. Scott wrote? Oh man. Blood he Orange re- is so good. He released something I it was like his latest record he released and I was listening to like all the stuff he was doing with his drums and I'm like, dude, this is so fucking cool. And that that song, uh, Dark and Handsome, off, I forget what record it is. The way those drums are, I was like, I have to try something like this. Like, and then clearly it, it didn't come out anything like it, but like it definitely influenced how I like tried to record those drums. Kind of more of like a 808 machine kind of feel of drums, but yeah. Yeah, I dig that one. That one's cool. It seems like also there's like a cool balance of uh, like the lyrical content could be like as raw as that. Or it seems like what you guys were talking about earlier. Sometimes it's just like finding a word that is the best rhyme and has the best sound to it to serve to like serve the melody of the song. Yeah, there, there's some there's there's some songs on the record that are just straight ear candy. You know, you know, the, the context is literally I have a crush on you. And it's no deeper than that. Yeah, like, or just coming up with an idea of, like, hanging out with someone all night. Or, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a specific person. Or just that feeling, like, everyone kind of knows. Or something like that. So, rather than, like, an actual thing or event that happened, we'll sometimes just be, like, right off of a subject rather than personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it plays like a journal entry, yeah. right? Some some of these journal entries are going to be three pages long, and your next journal entry is uh, com- it's comprised of drawings. If that made any sense. And maybe, yeah, and maybe sometimes it's going to be a story about somebody else's shit. No, no, we're way too self-involved for that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, I was also thinking about... Uh, I was thinking about this song for you. Uh, this song is for you. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's one I think <laughs> is like one where you're like really tapping in to a different level of experimentation that's happened on a, a Slow Corpse record up until this point. drums are in that chorus it's like really sloppy everything's super sloppy in that chorus but at the same time it all works it took a long time to like figure out those drums in that chorus and then even figuring out the bridge and 
how nothing is the same song within that song. Like, there's, like, three different songs going on. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun one to make, for sure. It took a long time to finally, like, figure out. I think my hard drive broke, too, during that. And I, like, yeah, a lot of songs. That song's funny because, uh, that song's funny because, like, it sounds, like, that song probably took the most work and sounds like the sloppiest song. Oh, yeah, it was, like, the hardest song I've ever recorded, and it's definitely the weirdest one. It's a weird song. Thanks for calling that one out because that's, like, kind of uh, one of the weirdest, most random songs on the record. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I mean... Yeah, man. Like I said, I think that that's what draws me in to this record because it is. I feel like you could have just kept making fables and people would have been happy about it, man. You could have done yeah. that. Yeah. It's a fucking vibe, you know? But like, I just like, I just like that you, you know, it's like, let's explore this production even further this time. Let's lean in to, you know, some of the, the poppier jams, like, you know, sit next to me and playing sick. Playing sick for you. We can find the place today, but it's up to you. If I don't seem like myself, it's probably because the little things. That you do always work me up. If I don't find the time to prove what you mean to me, gotta play some. We can't help it. Like we don't, we don't. Doesn't seem like we're methodical at all in terms of like we need to nail down this vibe or nail down this sound. It's more so like, hey, what have we been listening to this week, and how do we feel? That's why it's so different. And, and that's why every song on the album is almost so different from each other, while still sounding like us. It's because yeah. there's so much new cool music out there that I want to like be a part of. <laughs> So I'm like also trying to, to make that type of music, you know? I mean, it's almost, yeah. This record is almost like putting a playlist on. Yeah, for real. Cool. cool. That's, yeah. that's the vibe of it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad we got to, to finally chat it up. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Dan. I was talking to Jed. He was like, hey, who are you talking to today? I was like, I'm talking to Dan Cable. And he's like, oh, no fucking shit. You know, we were supposed to talk to each other back when Fables came out. And who knows why it didn't happen. But, you know, I'm glad it did. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I hope that we uh, we get to cross paths, you know, in the flesh sometime at a show. Yeah, absolutely. In the near future. Yeah, like five years. I'll see you there. (laughs) All right. Has that aspect of this been rough for you guys, being people that are, you know, creative and enjoy, you know, putting stuff out? Has it been really frustrating and and uh, mentally a big struggle to not 
be playing shows and things like that at this time i'm feeling it for sure i like i didn't realize how much i was gonna miss it because when you're like doing it you're kind of like ah fuck i gotta play at this bar god damn it (laughs) but now i'm like Dude, I would kill to play at a bar right now. <laughs> I know, man. I, I'm, I'm dying for that 10-person gig, you know, where the bartenders are just stink-eyeing you. Like, you don't get paid at the end. I miss not getting paid Fine. at the end of the shows. <laughs> yeah, not getting paid. Yep, um, yep. All of, that, all, of that, all that garbage was so worth it. Those are fun times. Um, and there's nothing in life that replicates... that much fun so uh, uh, to answer your question yes we we're going insane they're bugging out everybody (laughs) they're bugging out and you Uh, need to uh, fucking buy their records and uh and support these young men yeah you know i black out my windows turn off all my lights and just stand in my room (laughs) for hours on end so how am i doing (laughs) i'm just kidding well, I'm stoked for people to hear the rest of the record, man. That's, uh, like I said, I've really enjoyed it. I've just really enjoyed your music since being turned on to it. And I thought Fables was really great. And it was in my rotation heavy. A couple of those tracks are in my DJ library. Oh, man. Um, Thanks, Dan. So it was exciting to uh, to get to hear the new record a little bit before it came out. Kind of just knowing what... Uh, what the previous records have been sounding like, you know, it's a, it's a cool, cool place to get to like, listen from. And I think I, since I, I dig your music, like across the board, it's, uh, it's like one of those things where you're just like really trusting of a band and don't have like many expectations, hopefully for the record. And you're just like, all right, I'm just going to put this on and listen to it. And this is like, obviously what these dudes want to be making. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I know I'm I'm trying to come up with a good like example of someone who had made something you liked and then came out with something just atrocious, just absolutely different and bad, but you still support it. Um, mm, I'm yes. sure that exists. I don't know. Maybe like the new Indiana Jones. That's what our record is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the crystal key. This is the king crystal skull. It's the crystal skull of indie albums. Oh God! Check it out, dude. People are gonna hate it. Yep. Uh, is, this, is this new one dropping on vinyl as well? It is. Don't cool. you have one, Bryn? I want one. Uh, I have a secret little copy. I want one. Yeah. Send me one. People should. Yeah, right. Go buy it. Oh, <laughs> People should check that out. It's available through uh, the old Tender Loving Empire here in Portland, Oregon. Absolutely. That's our family. Hey, you guys want to see some knife tricks? Okay. Oh, dang. No, okay. Dang. You know what? He promised me he wouldn't do any knife tricks. Hi, uh, man. Today. I brought my knife that for was, a reason. That you was broke amazing. your promise. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you guys, <laughs> and I appreciate you coming to, to hang with me, doing the, the virtual hang. It's, uh, Absolutely. Dude, it was super fun. It was yeah. yeah, it was cool to just have like a fun one. I feel like... Uh, this was just hey, fucking fun. Hey, and anytime, so. anytime you want us, Dan, we're, we'll be we're, back. I'll, I'll guest star. I have, welcome, I'm the anytime. one with the mic too, Brenton. Where's your yeah. mic? Um, you know, I think I'm coming in uh, loud and clear. You're gonna sound like a real asshole, uh, <laughs> Mitchell. If you if your feed if your feed sounds shittier I than Brenton, you're gonna sound like a real. I dick. know, dude. It's probably going to. 
<laughs> and, uh, I'm sounding. Mitchell's gonna sound like top shelf production, and I'm coming in sounding like a, a sports radio talk caller. It's funny about I, the Lakers. I tried to do what you just said, and it probably isn't. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is "It's a program." So if we could get the slow corpse, it's a program, we can properly end this thing. Hell yeah. All right, Mitchell, you count it off. All right, three, two, one. It's a program. program. (laughs) My bad. One more time. Let's do a couple. Okay, ready? One, two, three. It's a program. It's a program! Hell yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's slow corpse everybody i'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh keep up with them and uh i'd encourage them to go check out this new record bite your tongue and check out the previous stuff too that's all available too you can go deep on the band camp and check out the early records you can fucking hit up the stream available on the dark web send us a hundred dollars there on paypal uh, also check Everyone. out the, the video there's a video for OK as well so check that out and uh, that's the Jelly Jams we'll catch you on the flip side Portland yeah. this is OK sweet alright man thanks guys thank you. Dan thank you so much I had a great time yeah man this is yeah great. thank you I, that was super fun No, no.
concentration.